Here we go. Are we alive? Yes. Are we well? Perhaps. But nobody asked me. But when you're driving a car and an adult, an older adult, grabs the handle above the passenger seat in the car, that is one of the most subtle signs in life that you are fucking up. You are doing something wrong if an adult in the car grabs the handle, says no words, no feedback, no response. They just grab the handle to let you know you need to reconsider what you're doing behind the wheel. Welcome back to another episode of the Buttonista podcast. I am officially the biggest hypocrite on the planet for saying I would never present to you a morning show recorded in the early hours, the Savannah and Hoda hours, but here I am. I am recording on a holy day. Thank God it's Tuesday because I need to believe that. I need to channel God and the Holy Spirits. I did spend an hour in a church this weekend, so I am feeling a bit holy. I'm feeling like I really needed to ground myself on this fine, special day where I bring to you another episode of The Botanista. This is a fantastic Tuesday to have my first official water sponsor. Of course, the show is going to always be brought to you by Miller Lite, unless I do something terribly wrong and my life takes a turn for the worst. However, I'm so thrilled to introduce a new partner. My prayers have been answered. Essentia Overachieving H2O. Holy shit. I I think I was an overachiever this weekend. Back-to-back weddings. I've survived. I'm a true champion of the game. We will obviously talk about that in more detail later. But this new water, first of all, it really matches my look. I've been living, living, my friends, in sporty and rich. Very ironic. I happen to be neither at the moment. But this black sweatsuit is my new go-to I've been dying to do a morning show in the sweatsuit to show it off. It's really nothing special, but it makes me feel good. And so does Essentia Water. I am so happy. This is a high-end water. It was pitched to me. So that means it's pH balanced. I thought pH balanced was for your V, but it could be for your mouth too, I guess. I don't know. Purified water. There's electrolytes in there for taste. One of my favorite things about Essentia Water is that these guys go big. So this is 33.8 fluid ounces, but there is one bigger that wouldn't even fit in your cup holder while your adult passenger is pulling on the handle like they want a toot a horn for a truck driver. I need the most hydration physically possible in my life as I recover from this weekend. I was absolutely exhausted last night, so there was no way any podcasting words were going to be coming out of my mouth. You can probably hear my voice is not 100%. And that's a sign of a good weekend, my friends. But let's get right to it. Obviously, the other thing with the water sponsor is that I can't drink Miller Lite in the morning. I would love to. I I could and I can, depending on the social situation. But I need to have a productive week. I need to continue getting my shit together, thriving, aliving. And that's what Essentia is going to help me do. So today I want to recap my weekend full of weddings. I was in my best friend's wedding on Saturday and then I followed that up with a little road trip to Rhode Island for a second wedding 
Um, it was my boyfriend's cousin. So a couple that I actually don't think I've ever met until the wedding. Some great fashions of the weekend, some great funs. And of course, in Botanista style, a few true takeaways without getting into all of the details of the wedding besides the fact that they were each beautiful and nice and special. Um, the breaking news of the weekend is not that I went all buttons deep because everybody knows that's very much in line with my excitement and my energy. I heard from a lot of people this weekend, you are the only person I know that could physically go to two weddings back to back. Most people are horizontal for at least 12 hours after attending a big event. And some people can walk away, you know, without any scars, without any injuries, without any hangovers. I think I was in in that range a little bit, but the breaking news, in fact, is that I, Taylor Miriam Rayo, I have a confession to make. I took my shoes off at not one wedding this weekend, but two. I have stated on the record previously in my life that I don't approve of taking your shoes off at a wedding. I think real women wear heels. Real women commit to the blisters, the crunched up toes, the smudged pedicures, and the next day soreness that comes from wearing heels of a certain height to a wedding for hours on end. I don't like the idea of people walking around in bare feet. I don't want to see your toes. I don't want to see your ankles. I don't want to see the blisters that have started to form. However, I chose to wear pumps to my best friend's wedding, walked through the grass at the beautiful Hall of Springs in Saratoga. I started wearing my heels before I even put the bridesmaid's dress on just to test them out, make sure everything was going to be good to go, slid a little body glide back there on my heels and my I don't, what would you call the area? It's like you're not your toe cleavage yet, but in the front of my feet, obviously, to prevent some blisters there. And alas, despite all of the protection, despite my commitment to being a buttonista in heels all night, I couldn't do it. They came off. They even came off the second night at a stranger's wedding. And I think I've turned a corner on this. This is a hot take. It was hot for me to say I don't approve of people taking their shoes off at weddings because it's so freaking popular I don't need the 299 old navy flip-flops to put on after I think at that point of the evening you're not worried about your bare feet getting a little dirty um but for me it's an all buttons deep move it was necessary to get through the night it obviously made things more fun being back at ground level at 411 and it really is something I never thought I would do but it was worth it it paid off all four shoes separately made them back into my possession so I have no lost items just a little lost dignity after that but I had to come clean with you guys because clearly I have my opinions I've been critical on certain wedding related things that I find to be classy or trashy and I just went balls to the walls this weekend dancing with the band drinking a hell of a lot of Sauvignon Blanc which is now um, named Savvy B, thanks to a couple, a couple other wedding guests. Love that, by the way. Just love that abbreviation. I think that's great. Um, and I had a great time. So taking my shoes off was one step closer 
to the full wedding mentality. Um, and that was my first recap that I wanted to to put out there. The second is that I need to close the loop on the Spanx situation. And by the way, when we say Spanx, if you ever took a marketing class, it's one of those words that for better, for worse, has been the brand has been coined the thing, which is actually not good for the brand and for competitors. So when I was in college, they told you about Q-tips, which Q-tips is an actual brand of Q-tips, but it becomes synonymous with what the product is itself. Kleenex is synonymous for tissue, which is not good because you could be using a shitty tissue and call it a Kleenex and you're damaging Kleenex's brand reputation. That's a little marketing 101 for everybody that I didn't think I was going to get into this morning. But when I said I need Spanx, I said I needed shapewear. And you girls came up and you gave me all the recommendations. I went with the Honey Love for the day of the wedding. But my Spanx fail, my shapewear fail, started when I bought a pair. I don't even know if it's it would be complimentary to call them a pair. These things are a freaking contraption. These are like a scientific experiment on your body basically glued to you. I did the shorts, all kinds of like shifting and crisscrosses and this and that. I almost fell to the floor when I put them on for the first time because they have a hole in the crotch. Was not expecting that. I do remember a few former brides saying that to me, but I literally have no idea how that works and I didn't get to test it out because of course my dress had a slit in it. So I was feeling the slimming effects when I tried it on, getting it back from alterations, and I realized that there was no way I could even wear the short Spanx because you would be able to see them very, very much. If I lifted them up, I probably would have lost circulation in my thick thighs, hashtag thick thighs save lives. Um, So those didn't make the cut. I scrambled to wear just one of the thong pairs that I got from Honey Love. It was a high-waisted thong. And I don't know why nobody can solve this problem yet, but the, the the thong had a seam right up the middle. So I was wearing a crepe fabric, which, you know, 15 pounds lighter, I would absolutely love. The dresses were all so beautiful, um, a beautiful dusty rose color. I didn't need to wear something so tight personally, but again, this was bought 12 months ago in a more optimistic time. And the problem with shapewear is that Of course, they have to have seams. They have to be sewed together somewhere, some way. But you could see right up the middle of my shapewear, the seam that did not align with the crepe fabric, did not align with the waistband. So that was a little bit disappointing. They did the job. They were comfortable. But my takeaway on that front is really, A, if you can't be in the shape to not need shapewear, like me in this situation, wear a dress that you feel 100% comfortable in, whether you're the guest, the bride, a bridesmaid, it will make your night a little bit better. Trust me, I wasn't too worried about it. I was having a grand old time, got the pictures out of the way, love holding a bouquet in front of my fupa. That was ideal. But I need to reconsider the shapewear situation moving forward. I didn't even get to wear any the night of the rehearsal dinner where I wore the orange jumpsuit. If you saw that on my Instagram, that was one of my probably favorite looks of all time. A silky, totally flowy, flared, wide leg jumpsuit with a fabulous turtleneck, tight sleeves. 
it was such a look. The color was beautiful. I loved the way it moved. Again, I needed personally shapewear for it, but that was one of my favorite looks of this fall. My boyfriend was not thrilled to take the outfit picks in downtown Saratoga, but he's learning, he's improving, and he's in it for the long haul because I'm going to need these moments and these outfits documented, especially for wedding weekends. After our big discussion last week, a lot of people that posted wedding recaps, I don't know if they listen to my podcast or not, a lot of people that posted wedding recaps, if they didn't get a picture of the couple, I noticed they specifically said, don't have any pics of me and the bride or waiting for professional pictures to come out, but congratulations. So for as many people as I think listened to my advice and did the right thing, I did see a lot of standard couple posts, but nobody's perfect. We're all learning and improving, but I do appreciate the ability to get my Instagram etiquette out there and give the couples as much love and respect as they deserve on a day that, holy shit, the planning. I mean, it's a lot. It's a big day. You're putting in a lot of hours. We started at 7.30 for the bridesmaid's wedding um, that I was in and obviously went well into the night. You are dressed up. You're drinking. You're hoorahing. You're rah-rah, ready to go. It was so fun. It was the first wedding I've ever been a bridesmaid in. I'm sure I've mentioned that before, but really just such a special, beautiful day where I think everybody involved is taking into account what an amazing memory they're building. You know, some some parts of the day go by slow, some go by fast, but you know, you're really just genuinely excited and appreciative that you get to witness these moments for somebody else and know that it's being well documented. Um, this wedding was shot by the Harris Company, which did a beautiful job. The really professional, really kind, awesome people. And um, it's just so great to see the teasers and the professional pictures be able to come out so soon after the big day to really see what those moments looked like while you were living them. I mean, I was completely unplugged from the entire day. Um, I didn't have my phone for hours and hours. I didn't take a picture since we left the bride's house in the morning. And I knew that that was how I wanted it. I didn't want to be on my phone. I didn't want to be documenting the moments that the professionals are doing and the rest of the parent paparazzi is doing. And I think that really does make for a much more enjoyable day where you're unplugged. If you're at a really good wedding, every single person that you would need to communicate with is right there. Nothing else is that important. No other news is breaking. Now, if you ask a man that question though, or you or you say these things to a man, I don't know that they would agree that nothing else is more important. Because my significant other at wedding number two so thoughtfully, selflessly streamed the entire Boston Red Sox game for the table at the second wedding of the weekend that I went to. I mean, was that breaking news? Was that important? Is it the playoffs? Yes. I didn't fully approve of that. Um, I had to take one for the team and drive to that wedding after my best friend's wedding so that we could stream the New England Patriots game on the phone the entire way in the car to the wedding. Um, I was all for it. I wanted that to be a hands-free, distracted, driving-free experience. So I was really happy to get behind the wheel, stay unplugged for an extra few hours so we didn't, you know, not make it to the wedding, uh, for lack of a better word. But 
the guys, I mean, you got to keep them entertained somehow, I guess. They're not they're not always the first ones to be moving grooving with the band. I mean, trust me, there was plenty of dancing, plenty of happy moments. But um, yeah, I, I was the one that stayed unplugged. I was the one that didn't need my phone, didn't need to check in with the world. But I have a couple other things to say about the Boston Red Sox in a few minutes. Um, oh, here's another hot take from the wedding. Not a hot take. I was feeling this morning. I mean, basically... I was feeling like I just needed to be horizontal like everybody else was after one wedding. But I was thinking this morning after I, my last thing I saw on social media before I went to bed was my best friend arriving at her honeymoon in this beautiful like indoor outdoor living we've talked about. I love indoor outdoor living, open air. She's in one of those like three room um, hotels or you know accommodations or whatever in St. Lucia. And it was the last thing I saw before I went to bed. And I think that's why I woke up this morning and I was like, I think everybody should go on a, ha- a honeymoon after the wedding. Like, I think we should all just go. If you put in that much dedication to the dance floor and the open bar and the memory making, I think you need to relax. I can't imagine having to go into an office or really plug in traditionally for, you know, an entire day after a weekend like that. It was a lot of energy expanded and... I think I should just start booking honeymoons after being a wedding guest. I think it would be really relaxing. Just kind of take it all in, lay down, get some sun, enjoy the week. But I'm so happy that both couples of the weddings I went to did a honeymoon right after. I think just after seeing how much goes into it. And again, I think it's just energy. Like I think you just have to be freaking on for, you know, 12 to 14 hours. I think getting on a plane and going on a honeymoon is probably the best thing you can do. The timing couldn't be better. You can reflect, you can relax and really celebrate being a new couple and starting the rest of your lives together. There's some wedding traditions I think that have kind of gone by the wayside and out the window that people are over. I know for a fact, you know, if I were to have a wedding or when I have a wedding that I probably won't be as traditional as some of the other couples out there just by the timing of it, where I'll be at in life. I think there's a lot of traditions that I will just say I'm not I'm not going to do that. I, I don't need that. However, a honeymoon, I think, is so important. The timing is just impeccable to be able to, you know, reflect and chit chat and just recap everything. I think that's really great. So the other couple was a Disney couple, which, you know, I have my reservations about that. I don't know how relaxing that vacation could be. It is apparently the most magical place on earth. And despite any criticism that I will give to like full-blown Disney people, I do want to go back there. I just want to check it out and see what's it, what it's all about. Um, but at the end of the day, the weddings are really all about making memories and just kicking things off on the most positive note. I love being in a room filled with people that love my favorite people as much as I do. I think that's like the biggest takeaway is like I just love seeing all the love, how happy people are for everybody else and being able to gather. Obviously, safely, there were so many so many conversations that we've had over the last year about what these October weddings would look like, right? I could have almost guaranteed that it would have still been, you know, full-blown masks and social distancing and all of that stuff. So for these guys and gals to get away with a perfectly ideal wedding day with really no restrictions, no reservations or worries was unbelievable. And I couldn't be happier to be a part of that stuff. So I'm happy to be also entering a detox phase filled with Essentia and uh, just heading into the week very slowly and carefully in my sporty and rich jumpsuit. Oh, last but not least, the red dress. You guys loved it. 
I'm going to post a picture on Botanista because I only posted it on um, Who That Girl, T. Rayo, which is my personal Instagram account. That red dress, I had mentioned this designer sister, Jane, a few weeks ago when we were talking about fall trends. And I was saying sister Jane had these incredible like grandmother style, like foofy bows, really great detailed um, blouses and tops. This dress was from Sister Jane. I bought this. This was not from Run the Runway. Had to get it altered a little bit. Um, I should have opened this essentially before I started the podcast. That would be like really smart for next time. Um, I loved that dress. I'm so glad you all loved it as much as I did. It was a pleated jacquard fabric with a beautiful um, ruffle at the bottom, oversized sleeves. I might have mentioned in passing that it kind of gave me 80s prom dress vibes, but we're definitely coming full circle with how much red we saw at the Met Gala. P.S. I had already ordered this dress. I teased it. I told you. I told you red was coming. It's so unlike me to wear red in general to a wedding, to an event. Red is really not my color, but I wanted something that I knew I felt good in after being in some tighter outfits the few days before. I knew I was just a guest and I really felt so awesome in that outfit. I wish I had a little bit more time to pull my hair together. I was rushing, obviously coming from out of state to get to this one on time. We're actually five minutes late. I just caught the bride walking down the aisle in the church, but check out Sister Jane. It was pretty affordable for what I feel is like a really high-end, really high-fashion dress. I absolutely loved it. I think the other good thing is it's definitely multi-seasonal. Like it worked in the fall. It's a nice thicker fabric, but the color you could get away with pretty much year round if you like red and enjoy wearing a huge pop of color like that. I will definitely post some pictures and follow that up. But in general, I love that designer. You can find Sister Jane on Revolve and Shop Bop. Those are the only places that I've seen it so far, but I actually just went directly to their website to see what they had. And I really really loved it so I'm glad you guys did too I posted some Polaroids and someone just said to me you look so happy and that's a huge compliment I had also heard that a couple times this weekend and um I was really happy um but it was really just the dress the dress was what made me happy wow how did I make it this long without a sip break everybody we won't do ASMR today I know it's early oh I bet you can hear that though you can hear that essentia going down. Oh my God. Also great segue with the water. Something else I wanted to talk about today was Kim Kardashian West on Saturday Night Live. I am a huge Saturday Night Live fangirl. I love every debut of every new season, figuring out who the new cast members are, waiting for the index card debut on Twitter from Saturday Night Live of who the hosts and the musical guests are going to be. And I was very excited when they said Kim Kardashian West was going to be on the show. The reason why this is a segue is that um, Chloe and the rest of the Kardashians had drank Essentia way back in the day on their reality show. It's very much endorsed by the NBA. I think the Kardashians very much endorse the NBA as well. And I kept saying when we got this sponsor, I was like, well, if it's good enough for the Kardashians, it's certainly good enough for me. So I'm happy to to switch sides and be just a little bit more Kardashian-like in my regular life. Some people, I think, were not thrilled that Kim was going to host. I think people have their motivations. They're like, I mean, if you're, here's a nobody asked me, really. If your hot take is that the Kardashians don't do anything, 
and they're not famous for anything, you are, you're an idiot. Like you literally have no idea. Just because they don't have a movie debut or their show just wrapped after what, 14 seasons? You think they have no accomplishment? I mean, these women are empires, every single one of them, starting with the mastermind of all masterminds, Kris Jenner. But I don't know if that's why people were upset was that they just don't think she's relevant. They think her time is kind of, you know, kind of sunsetting now that she's divorcing from Kanye. But when you look at all the brands that they've built outside of the reality show, some people don't even know that these are the women behind some of these biggest brands like Skims. Skims is Kim Kardashian's brand. Good American is Khloe Kardashian's. I wore um, a Good American jacket from the runway that I posted on my Instagram last night. I was actually wearing Good American pumps in that same picture. So that brand's been popping up a lot. Of course, they have the beauty lines and the cosmetics. I mean, so if you think they're not good for anything and they're not relevant and they shouldn't be hosting Saturday Night Live, you are so wrong and so backwards. Take them or, you know, take them or leave them, whether you love them or hate them. They're successful, clearly. And I'm sorry that, you know, you're not. I don't know. Like, what's the big deal? I mean, we all wish we all wish we were a little Kardashian, I think. Right. Um I was most surprised, though, that she was hosting because if you ever did watch the reality show, one of the biggest recurring themes that would come up um, besides kind of like their all-inclusive like travel anxiety, like I remember Kendall and a lot of them were terrified to get on planes, granted their private jets. Um, you know, they'd have to travel with their mom or they would just get really anxious before flying, which I can understand, um, was that none of them really claimed to be confident public speakers, so obviously the reality show is one thing you're kind of going about your business with a microphone attached to you, but you know, it's not scripted, so to speak. But anytime that they've had to do like public speaking engagements, whether it was like for a community service act or they're presenting an award, um, you know, talking to anybody in a public setting was really nerve wracking for a lot of them. Courtney, I remember Kim, I remember. So I was curious to see how her performance was going to be in terms of, you know, reading the teleprompter nailing the jokes, getting everything down. Obviously, she's not afraid of being in the spotlight, but being on Saturday Night Live for someone like her that's not an actor, that doesn't have an acting background, has to be a really wild experience. And I read some reviews. I read some reviews on her fashion, on her performance, but I watched it myself on Sunday morning. I have to say, I was very impressed. I really enjoyed it. One of the biggest reviews overall said that she was great at poking fun at herself and her family. Her opening monologue was pretty much a dig at every member of her family from, you know, her mom's boyfriend, Corey, uh, for being a gold digger to her sister, Courtney, and her relationship with Travis Barker and their like four-way friendship with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Some of the skits dove into that a little bit, um, you know, kind of roasting Kendall Jenner for not having any drama and I thought it was really good. I thought she was a good sport. I mean, her delivery obviously is a little bit more um, formal and a little bit more like my mom was like, oh, it's so scripted. I'm like, yeah, mom, it's a comedy show. Like, of course, it's scripted. Like they write jokes for her. She's not a stand up comedian. So obviously, that's the point. Um, but I thought she did really well. She was really involved in a lot of the skits. Sometimes you'll see a celebrity host not really be in like, you know, a quarter to like half of the episode just based on what the content is and what's trending. But she was in almost every single skit. My favorite part, and I love this about Saturday Night Live, is I love a good cameo. I mean, she had anybody from like Chris Humphreys from the NBA 
to the gossip girl guy to her sister uh chloe and her mom chris i just thought the cameos were so amazing i love bringing in other celebs chris rock was there uh amy schumer was there i just love those appearances i think it just gets everybody excited obviously gets the crowd super excited and uh that was one of the best parts of the show and the the last best part of the show was her balenciaga hot pink outfits she wore three of them throughout the night absolutely stunning I don't understand why she continues to like wear gloves and cover her whole body in like latex style like stretch fabric after the Met Gala but the pink looks were phenomenal I love hot pink like that it's just really vibrant and bright she is beautiful obviously whatever she's had done it doesn't matter it's made her more beautiful I thought the outfits were great um, one of the websites said she's almost exclusively wearing Balenciaga, which is wild. I mean, I'm exclusively wearing a black sweatshirt and black sweatpants, and Kim is exclusively wearing Balenciaga. So you can always set your sights high and look up to her. But I really thought it was great. Halsey was the musical artist. She's freaking phenomenal, too. Her second song I thought was better than the first. Little controversy, she was playing with Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. People thought she was kind of like ripping off the Stevie Nicks look, which I don't think, I'm sure it was intentional, but I don't think it was a ripoff. Um, but yeah, I just thought, I thought it was really, really good. Um, she did one skit that obviously resonated with me, the Buttonista, very well about moms going out. It was like one of their music video ones and how, you know, it's nine o'clock and you're A, falling asleep at the bar. Yep, check that box off. B, running into the bathroom to shit your pants. B, check that box off. So I was very much aligned with the going out mom skit, especially after the weekend that I had. I will plan to be laying low like those moms out there. Um, I had to bring up Kim Kardashian before I got to my other point, which I said we were going to talk about the Red Sox. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for a second. and spill water all over my face. I have a new goal in life. I've been feeling very, and I'm sure you've heard the tone of this, and it's kind of a recurring theme in some of the deeper like life moments that we have on this podcast, but I'm really at a place in my life where I'm like all about a, just having a good time, obviously, whether it's just being completely over the top, doing things that I can't believe I would ever do before or whatever. I mean, obviously, a lot of my life is documented, so it's a little more important to be animated and go over the top when you know people are watching and paying attention. But I really just like, I just feel like life is just really all about having fun, right? It's all freaking about having fun. It's about smiling, laughing, loving what you're doing you know, working hard and all that stuff that allows you to have fun. But if I'm not having fun, I just, I don't want to do things anymore. You know, if I'm not going to have a good time doing it, I'm not interested. And that's why I want to go all out and just do all these things and have all these experiences and make these memories because we're reminded of how short, you know, our time here can be every day. We could all get called up or in my case down at any moment, really. You never know. It's unpredictable. And it came to a beautiful realization to me last night watching the Boston Red Sox playoff game, which despite going back to back to back to back to back, I wanted to go to that Red Sox game so bad last night. My boyfriend can be a huge tease where he like talks a big game, like we're going to go see all these teams in the playoffs, but 
I mean, if you've ever looked at ticket prices for a playoff game, it's not really financially feasible. And I think that's the real reason that, you know, we can't go. Of course, we want to go, but does it really make sense? Can you get, you know, the right amount of tickets? Do you have the right, you know, the seat that you want? Um, I love sports. I love playoffs. Baseball has always been my favorite sport. You know, do I watch every single game? No, of course not. But this is actually, I realize, a, a coming up on a year of my boyfriend and I living together. So I remember being able to watch last year's like World Series and playoffs together exclusively, where before we lived together, I would kind of really only watch sports when he was around. If we were spending a night apart, I wasn't, you know, interested enough. My mom and I would be watching Love It or List It. Um, where now I can be more in tune to like an entire series. And after him streaming what was a very exciting game at the wedding on Sunday night, last night was the night that the Red Sox could win it all and move on to the next round and beat the Rays, which was a team that won 100 games. I know some of your eyes are glazing over right now. You're not really that interested. But if you do happen to be watching sports with your boyfriend and you need a new motivational figure in your life, look no further than David Ortiz. Since he retired from the MLB, he has been doing some commentating. He's usually on with A-Rod and a couple of other guys doing the pre, uh, you know, the pre-show and that post-show of games. And I was watching him last night, as I have like countless other times. First of all, style icon. David Ortiz is bold and bright. He had Red Sox, like horn-rimmed, blue and red glasses on, a beautiful suit and tie mixing patterns and materials he's got a great look about him I mean his smile he's got a blinged out like headset but even looking beyond his fashion which is just so fun and forward and bright he might be the happiest guy on the planet I have never seen someone have so much fun at their job as David Ortiz I swear to God watch the next game watch the next post or pre-show and just look at his essence, his vibe. He was making me laugh like he was dancing. He was just, he makes his predictions before the game. He puts it in an envelope. He's just like great on camera. He's so freaking cute. And as I was watching him last night, I was like, he's my new like life goal. I want to be like David Ortiz. I want to be just like, he's so happy, but he's so respectful. He's understanding. He has a great, you can just tell by his on camera, he's so comfortable there. He has a great outlook on life. He has a great disposition. He is loving what he's doing. Obviously, none of these guys need to be working. They love the spotlight, which is probably why they stay working for as long as they do. But he was just having a freaking rip-roaring time. I loved watching it last night. Obviously, it made it better that the Red Sox win. I come from a family of Red Sox fans, okay? It's not... My family lives in Boston. People are always like, why are you... It doesn't matter. Who cares? We've talked about that plenty of times when boys ridicule girls for being sports fans, asking them to name how many people they know on the team. I mean, just let me be a fan. Hopefully, I make it to some kind of playoff game because the energy there last night was electric. I think sports can be, if you're not in the controversy of the NFL right now and everything going on there, I mean, sports are American. Sports are like the best things in life they are that you want to have fun moments they are like teach you lessons teach you respect highs and lows like I think I don't know I just love sports from the level of fan that I am and I wanted to get out there and inspire you all to be inspired by David Ortiz because he was just making me have such a good time last night it was a great way to end the weekend some Chinese food
a good old-fashioned Red Sox thriller of a game win. Took a couple quick naps in between before we got to the bottom of the ninth. And then I just got horizontal, as I always wanted to be, in my bed after a fantastic weekend. Just looking forward to more great experience with this, with friends, more great memories to be made. I'm, I'm feeling really positive now that I've recovered and detoxed for, um, you know, 24 hours or so here. Of course, I'm going to get back into it any moment now, get back into the swing of things. We've got a few cool things coming up on Two Buttons Deep for you to take a look at, one of which is our visit to Kingston, New York. We did um, a little road trip down to the Hudson Valley exploring the Hudson Valley through Times Union Hudson Valley. How many times can I say Hudson Valley in a sentence? Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley. I love it down there. We were going to go to Tivoli, which is a little tiny town down there. We got there before anything was open. So we hopped over um, over the bridge. Yes, over the bridge to Kingston on a very foggy morning. Kingston, New York is a vibe. I loved it. There's so many cute shops. Great little local restaurants, so much vintage. I would love to go back down there and do vintage. I know I missed the vintage roundup this weekend, but I hope some of the botanistas out there got some awesome finds from the market. Can't wait for them to do it in the spring. I just assume it's been so popular. It's a recurring thing now, but um, we had a wonderful day in Kingston, New York. I have some photos and videos to document that that will be coming on my page. A lot of great latergrams coming. I was living in the moment couple things I need to catch you up on, a couple outfits, a couple experiences, one of which was our day trip to the Hudson Valley. We also visited with Two Buttons Deep Angry Orchard, which is in Walden, New York. I'm sure um, some of you don't know that Angry Orchard is technically like a New York State local-ish brand that's still considered upstate. So our girl Katie over at 2BD took a trip down there. We toured the cidery. We drank cider. We hung out on the beautiful, sprawling acreage of the land that they have there hung out in a tree house it was awesome so stay tuned for that and what the hell else am I going to get myself into this week I need to go to the mall someone text me and say Taylor go to Zara give me an update on what's going on at Crossgates haven't been there in a while haven't checked in with Urban Outfitters Airy some of the new stops along the way at the mall but I'm curious to um to see what's trending in the stores for fall fashion obviously I've been hot to trot on Rent the Runway but I do have a couple gift cards I would like to spend, see what's going on in the stores. My last, I'll just end with a very quick fashion tip because I can't remember if I said it before and I wanted to. Did you guys know that cutouts are back? We are cutting in, cutting out, cutting in, cutting out. We are showing skin. We are exposing. It's not cold shoulder anymore. So it's not just cold shoulder. It's like we're cutting out like our necks, our sides, like up here. Like I'm very intrigued by this trend. I'm wondering if it's in the stores because I've seen it mostly on Rent the Runway. P.S. Don't forget 40% off your first two months. Link in bio. But that's something that as we approach sweater weather, sweater weather is better weather than any weather there is, that we start to do that sooner rather than later, the cutouts part, because while we're not to follow up on my post from last night, we're not in turtleneck season is the reason I am freezing and not freezing. That was a hard one. That's from last year. I have to remember that. Turtleneck season is the reason I am breezing and not freezing. There we go. Beautiful. Mwah. Chef's kiss to Leah Rutherford for coming up with that. That fantastic rhythmic poem for me about my favorite season of the year. So 
we're in that weird in-between time right now that end it with that, right? We're not full-blown sweater weather. We can still wear some of our late summer fall tank tops with jean jackets, oversized boyfriend type of style things. Um, the middle phase, this next phase that we're approaching in fashion is this cutout sweater thing. So let's embrace it. Let's see what we can find. We don't want to go, you don't want to like, it's just like football. It's just like sports. You don't want to throw all the good guys in early and then tire them out and not be able to wear them again. You don't want to put them in in an inappropriate place. You want to slot them in where they're needed, where they're useful, where they're utility. So look at your closet, organize your utility players. I hope you're done with the switch now. I still owe you guys a closet sale. Oh me, oh my. Maybe that's for the end of this weekend. Oh, I might have one other fun thing coming up this weekend. A quick little staycation. You know I love staycations. Maybe it's my post-wedding weekend honeymoon that I didn't get married at, but stay tuned for some good stuff on Two Buttons Deep and Buttonista this week. As always, you know how to subscribe. You know how to like the show so that you get notified every time you see a new episode. Please rate the show. Some of you will be getting your Buttonista stickers out in the mail this week, which I'm looking forward to seeing where you stick them, where you show your love for the Buttonista. I can't believe you love the Buttonista. Thank you so much. I will see you next Tuesday. Onward and upward. Too many cliches today. That's enough for me. That's enough for me. You know I'm still tired when I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs>